What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Let's get ready to rumble! Yo, what's going on, everybody? Happy Monday! Woo! Time to fire it up. It is a Monday afternoon. We're on the, the Diet Pepsis today, a, a little bit later octane. But what's going on, guys? We have some runners today. This is the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea Show. The reason why we spend these 60 minutes together every single day is because we want to get the idea flow going. Ideas not just coming from myself, uh, not just coming from Spencer Israel, who's going to be my lovely co-host today, but most importantly, coming out of the chat, coming out of Zinger Nation, that is all of you out there on the stream. What is going on? If you have stocks that you are looking for, Drop them in the chat. We will have some time today to, to pull some symbols live. Uh, and, and, and shout out to Jay. CJ saying, very excited for XXII. It's 22nd Century Group. Uh, we are going to be having the CEO on live with us at noon or 1230 Eastern. 29 minutes from now, okay? XXII. Uh, stock had some news out today. Basically, the, the, the company's business. Uh, they help to develop plants with different nicotine contents. They help to develop plants uh, in, in, in the cannabis space. And now they're going to be moving into hops. Uh, so that was the big news out today. So 1230 Eastern, we will be getting that live. And guys, smash that like button, share the stream, drop the tickers in the chat, and let's get rocking and rolling. Um, and Spence, feel, feel free to hop in whenever you're ready. I'm here. I'm All here. right. You ready to hit it? We got a lot of movers, man. A lot of movers. I don't know where you want to start. I, I want to start. Let's start at the highest level, super high level. I'm sharing my trusty Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. Two week, no credit card, free trial. Let, let, let's start at super high level before we get to the movers. Uh, theme that we've been talking about on this show for the past couple of weeks are the small caps versus the large caps. Uh, we're looking at a two day chart right now of ticker IWM. Again, that's IWM. That is the ETF that tracks the Russell 2000. Having a little bit of trouble again. You, uh, you want to know, large you caps. Know, you want to know how I feel about the IWM? Yes. That's how I feel about it. Okay, you say that. But yeah. let me switch this over to daily candles. Okay. Okay. Zoom in. Okay. I mean, we had a very strong week. If if we zoom out a little bit on this daily chart here. Let me make the chart bigger for everybody. But if we zoom out to the daily chart, uh, our all-time high in the small caps was all the way back in March. Uh, we are still a decent way off of that high. What is that? About 5% off of the high. We compare that to the large caps. We are just continuing to hit all-time highs. So, Spencer, right now, I'm overweight the, the Russell 2000 versus the S&P 500. And Whoa. the thesis that I have is... And I hit this trade. Don't worry. I haven't been overweight it forever. I hit this trade when there was about a 9% divergence between the the the, the small caps, the Russell 2000, and the, the SPY. So I was looking at the small caps, 9% off of their all-time highs. SPY continuing to make all-time highs nonstop. Uh, and, and basically with the thesis that the small caps are going to catch up if the SPY keeps cranking out highs. 
What what is your thought on that? I think Chop City on this chart. It is yes. There is nothing like price to change sentiment. And um, for all I know, if the Russell were to all of a sudden break out, I would change my mind. Right, but it is hard to get excited. It is so so hard to get excited about the Russell right now. About about frankly, the majority of the stock market right now. To to be frank, most of it is not exciting. The Russell is the embodiment of um, lack of breath in the market. I mean, I'm, is the largest holding in the IWM still AMC? I think it is. I think that it is too. Can somebody confirm that? Can somebody I'll, from I'll Nation confirm I'll, that? I'll look, it up. I'll look it up right now. I'm, I'm almost positive it still is. Uh, they don't rebalance every very often, so why, why wouldn't it be? Um, yes, it is. Uh, it, you know, 0.61%, but it's the largest holding, right? I, I just... Until we get a sign that there's going to be some rotation out of mega cap into literally everything else, I don't know how you can be excited. I mean, it's a contrarian play, and I am a contrarian at heart, so I get it, Luke. But I just don't know how you can feel good about this right now. I mean, we've gone nowhere. It's been dead money all year, dead money. Since March, yeah. Well, uh no, since like Jet- well, March was the high. It's been sideways, chop city since then. Right. No, February was. I mean, the the high was in March, sure, but it's been chop city really since the end of January. I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, we're stuck in a range. I don't. I, I just. I wish. All it right, was- so Spencer, you said there's not a lot to be excited about. There really isn't. There All really right. Isn't. Let, let, let's look at the movers today. So, so what we have up now from our Benzinga Pro is we have, we have the biggest gaining and losing stocks of the day. We, we certainly have some runners today. The, the ones that I want to talk about, and if somebody else in the chat has different runners to talk about, we'll talk about them. The ones that I want to talk about, I want to talk about support.com. I want to talk about a firm that's ticker AFRM, and I want to talk about ticker BBIG. Wait, Luca, I don't know if you saw PayPal the news did you see that it was from like 10 minutes ago so yep i did you did okay i got a text you got a text yeah from a source i got a text from a source yes yeah, yeah. paypal getting into uh the brokerage game so not a total surprise but it's not, not surprising, surprising at all in not, my opinion. okay so anyway uh and and this goes into what i'm saying all right i'm gonna ask this wait wait wait, 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 wait. This if, goes- if you out there would use a paypal brokerage Give me the one in the chat. If not, give me the two. I, I want the gut check here. Like, like, I feel like the first indication anybody will have is, no, I would not use a PayPal brokerage because it's probably going to be a less developed product than whatever brokerage solution you have now. I, I think we can pretty much take that for granted. Convenience, though, you have all your money in one spot, right? You, you can trade stocks. If, if you manage your, your financial life out of PayPal, you use PayPal as a primary payment method. There's a lot of convenience there. So, again... One, if if you would use the PayPal brokerage solution. Two, if you wouldn't. Well, but this goes into my point about like the Russell just now is why would you be excited about the Russell when you can look at BBIG, right? Moving, what what is it up today now? It's up thirty percent. I mean, it's well off as high. It's up, but it's still. If you bought a Friday, you're up thirty percent, right? BBIG, yep. crazy high flyer, right? Support and, 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 and let, let's let's remind everybody. Uh, BBIG was on the power hour. Did you watch that one, Spencer? Did I watch? I, I did the interview. 
Okay, did how did it go? <laughs> I was there when it happened. All right, I was so in the so room. Give, give us the breakdown on BBIG's business. Oh, it's very complicated. Uh, to, to be honest with you, I don't. I'm I'm not sold if they have a business. Okay, it, uh, it's a lot of buzzwords. Every press release has a lot of buzzwords. Okay, the, um, and that's all I can really say about it. They were late on a 10Q filing. Where where markets waiting on this proxy statement that uh that 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 hasn't come out yet. He said it would be by end of August. I mean, we're basically at the end of August right now. Um, I I don't get it. Uh, I, I, I don't really understand. So, okay. Basically the point is they're a TikTok competitor. That's the point. Yeah. I was about to say, like, yeah. what do you mean? You don't know what their business is? Well, it's like uh, the hottest business, second hottest well, okay, business. In the okay. world. If so, TikTok's the hottest business, then, then Vinco Ventures is number two. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's non-US TikTok. Yeah. Huge in a lot of big markets, i.e. Yeah. India. Yeah. Um, if you, and basically his whole logic is Ted Farnsworth, the CEO is if you subscribe to the idea that TikTok gets their valuation based on their user metrics, then we should get an even bigger valuation based on our user metrics. I don't know if that's quite a fair comparison to make. Um, I'm skeptical knowing Ted Farnsworth's uh, history. Right, is involvement with MoviePass? No, but but uh, all right. Well, well, well. Happy Muhammad, uh, I'm making an ask to you. Will, will you drop the BBIG interview link into the chat? There's no better way to understand the business and what's going on than than hearing it straight from the horse's mouth. And we just did that interview a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was on August. Uh, but but I like so so Ted Farnsworth. That's who we talked to. He was the man behind MoviePass. Yeah. Uh, and I liked that he was really forward about that and talked about here are the lessons that we learned with MoviePass. I mean, and that movie bass ultimately failed because it was so popular. Oh, that, that's there one, some model that's one way of putting it. I mean, okay, there might have been some model issues. <laughs> that's another way of putting it. Um, but yeah. all right, but 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 let, let, let's talk about BBIG and let's talk about the other runners today. We had a lot of high flying stocks. We're going to look at SPRT too, and we'll go back to BBIG in a second. If you look at the daily candles on a lot of these stocks, you can see that they are down significantly off of their highs. Um, I I don't love that. I prefer buying into strength uh, than than buying into into weakness. Uh, so here's the chart for today, right? Not a beautiful chart. This is beautiful. This gap is beautiful. The new high is beautiful. Uh, but since that high was made, it looks like that was made uh, really early this morning, somewhere around 5 a.m. Uh, it, it's been tough since then. So so I want to drop this one out to the crowd, and then let's go over to SPRT. If you guys like Vinco Ventures right now, you have to hit it long or short. No, no abstaining. No third-party candidates, okay? We're not voting libertarian today. We're picking one way or another. You have to hit it long or short. Drop the one if you'd hit it long. Drop the two if you would hit it short. And Happy Muhammad, I see, just dropped the link to our interview with the BBIG CEO in this chat. Um, we, we just did this interview a couple weeks ago. Uh, so, again, guys, Vinco Ventures, one of you'd hit it long, two of you'd hit it short. Uh, my opinion is I would be hanging out on the sidelines. If we got a sign of strength, I, I would have no problem hitting it long. The chart turns around. We start to see some strength. Put a tight stop on it. 
let it ride, you know, see, see if we bust out some new all-time all-time highs after hours, early pre-market, et cetera. Spencer, what is your take? You can take anything for a trade. And yes, born to be free, I am generally a skeptical person, which is sort of, and that's that, that's showing through here, clearly. Um, if I were to take this, I would, you know, buy it and like I, I would buy it, uh, buy it and I would stop myself out at what was Friday's close? That's where I, that's how I control my risk here. Friday's close was five forty six. I would stop tighter than that personally. If I'm hitting it long, I'm stopping it way tighter, like a fifty second stop or something. Well, that's like that. why I wouldn't even play this to begin with. But like, um, it can. Uh, I just don't know because there's there is there's an impending news event. Okay, we have an impending news event with this filing that we're waiting for that hasn't come out yet, to my knowledge, unless it did and I missed it. Which is entirely possible. Um, I I don't know. I don't know, Luke. This is not. Right. I I I I'm I'm not good at these. Luke, 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 can you fix your mic? Or your your mic is being super weird right now. Yeah, what, what's wrong with this? I know it's better. It's better. All right, I just hit it. All right. Uh, okay. Tech support. Yeah. Um. All right, Spencer. Support.com. I'm gonna zoom us out. Here, here's a one-year chart. Daily candles. Uh, but before I go on the rant on this one, yeah. anything fundamental that we should be looking at? <laughs> fundamental? Uh, no. Look, if you want to take a flyer on either of these, like, like, do it. Go for it. Do it. Right. You, you guys just saw support just went to sixty, basically. Right. Have at it. Um, the one thing AMC and GameStop taught me was that usually, historically, when these stocks make these moves, it, it's one and done. You, you make the move. Dude, no way. How can you say that about GME and GameStop? No, 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 no. You're not following. I said historically, oh, okay, when stocks okay, made okay. these moves, they're one and done. GME and AMC taught me not so fast. It's not. They're not one and done. So these things, they could be two, two and done, three and done, four and done. They could go back. to. So if you want to take a flyer, go for it. If it's a small piece of your portfolio, I say have some fun, right? Do it. Um, but there's nothing fundamental here that that uh, that 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 matters. Yep. So it's all just a low float, crazy high flyer viral stock. I sort of like GME right now into this consolidation after that big run. You know what? A lot of time we've seen those pops and and then the sort of like the slow trickle of death. The fact that the price is consolidating there, I actually like that setup in GME. Were you watching PMP today? Because Dennis said the exact same thing. Let's go. If you have Luke and Dennis on the same trade, oh man, it's 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 sort of meaningless to add me into it. Um, but all right, support.com, Spencer. You you anybody who watches this show, uh, yourself included, know that this is a stock that I love to hate. Why do I love to hate it, and why have I changed my tune? That's what we're gonna get into now. So so check this out, support.com. This is these are daily candles. We're looking at February and March right now. Let me zoom us in, okay. Uh, price floating around somewhere in the two dollar two fifty range, you know, whatever. Fine. All of a sudden, boom! Price pops up to nearly ten bucks. This, this was back in February, March. What happened? Uh, and and why did this make me a hater of the stock? And I actually made good money on the stock That's too it. because I I bought puts against it. So so if we go to their website, support.com, we're just gonna do a channel check. What does it do? Oh, they got a new homepage. That's nice. It looks a lot cleaner. 
uh, customer and technical support solutions. Okay. So if you need customer support, support.com, probably a great solution for you. Okay. Uh, what, what happened back in February, March is support.com jumped on the crypto bandwagon and said, we are now a blockchain. We are now a cryptocurrency play. Whenever stocks do that, those are the stocks that I love to hate because I think that they're going out there uh, uh, basically tricking investors, right? It, it's saying, hey, we're, we're all of a sudden, we're now a blockchain play because if you recall, February, March, those stocks were going haywire. They jumped onto that. The share price, again, went from, from 250 to, let's call it 10, 4X before that slow trickle of death kicked in uh, and, and our, our puts made some money. Uh, why am I no longer a hater on the stock? The story is different now. Uh, there, there, there's something different that's happening with support.com's price now than, than when there was when they made that crypto announcement. When, when support.com made that crypto announcement and the share price went up 4X, we knew why the share price went up and we knew that, that it, was, it was basically a, a BS rationale that caused the share price to go up. And, and that's why when, when we have that amount of information, that's where I'd be comfortable taking a short swing at this one. With, with, with the situation right now, something entirely different is happening. The, the market recognized that, that support.com was, was brutally sold short uh, and, and took the stock on as a short squeeze candidate. They, they, I think it's fair to say that, that the shorts have absolutely been squoze. I think that's the Spencer Israel word. They squeezed the shorts. They got squoezed. Squeeze the uh, when, when, when you see the share price go from $5 to $60 a share, I can't imagine anybody sitting in the stock at a negative 1,200% return on the short side. Uh, so shorts have absolutely been squoezed. But because the story is different, I, I, I'm not a hater on this one uh, like I was back then. If we want to go ahead and look at the stock on, on a valuation basis, um, let's let's just do, do a quick price to sales ratio. So you see that the company is putting up about $8.5 million of revenue a quarter. Uh, so if we pull out our trusty calculator, we go for 8.5 times 4. So we're doing $72 million of revenue a quarter. Uh, if we go ahead and look at a market cap, do you have one handy, Spencer? If not, I'll, I'll find one. Right. Let me hop into the pro and get it. We're, we're at 910 plus, I believe, another 40% today. So before today's move, the market cap was 910 million times 1.4. So we have a market cap of, of 1.2. 1.3 billion. You divide that by 72 million dollars a year of sales. You have a stock that's trading at 18 times sales. So, so from a valuation perspective, it's absolutely a different story than a GME. Where, where, where Spencer, you laugh at me, and you've been laughing at me for months. But, but I've been making the case that from from a valuation standpoint, GME's valuation is not crazy. Support.com, 18 times sales, yeah, absolutely high. I, I, 500 I, I average, four and a half. I, I, I've heard your math. It, it's not as crazy. It's not the craziest is, I think, what, what you meant to say. It's still a little out there, but it's not the craziest. Oh, oh, and somebody's correcting me. I did 8.5 times 8.5 rather than 8.5 times 4. I should have caught that. So 34. The market cap is 12.7. Okay, this is going to get worse, Spencer. Oh, wait. wait. So, so it's actually trading at 37.5 times sales. See, that's kind of a lot. Yeah, I mean, no, that's I, high. I, I'm that's no, crazy I'm high. No CFA, but 37 price of sales seems high to me. That's crazy high. But again, it, it's a different situation. It, 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 if the if the if the the short squeeze is over, the shorts have been squoze. It's time for a slow trickle of death in the stock. I think we'll get that indication tomorrow. 
Um, Why? Then maybe that that that's the chance to take it. It's it, tomorrow. It's either going to run or it's going to start slow trickling a death thing. It's going to be know. one of the two tomorrow. How how do we know? If it okay, if, well, give me a third third realistic outcome. It's no, 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 no. I'm asking, I'm asking like so. You're saying tomorrow we either see forty, we either we either see fifty, or we see like what thirty? Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm trying to understand. Yes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying tomorrow we're seeing 50 or 30. Okay. All right. And then we'll use that information to inform our decision. Again, if we look at BBIG, we look at the chart of this one. Um, you know, we're 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 a good deal off of the highs. Um, so so I want to see what happens tomorrow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this one in. Uh support.com, hit it long. 37 bucks on the dot. Again, we're, we're no libertarian voters today. You're picking long or short. You're not sitting on the sidelines, okay? Give me a one in the chat if you hit it long. Two two if you bet against it. Want to see where everybody is at. All right? Let's see. Or we can just do a poll. Sh- sh- shout out to Quentin. Luke Sonsling. It's either going up or down. Exactly. Dude, that's, that's what he's saying. That's exactly what he's saying. Amazing. Do you understand the nuance of my point? Which is tomorrow? It's either going up another forty percent, or it's going to start the slow eight percent down days, day after day after day. Yeah, I, that's what we thought with the AMC. stock's not going up three percent a day. No, no, no. I think that's a that's a safe take. That's a safe take for sure. Um, okay, let me just check here. Were there other? It seems like we got mostly twos. No, not mostly. Yeah, I see two ones, three ones. Everyone else uh, the, both BBIG and support.com. So Vinco Ventures and support the crowd's not in love with them. No. All right. Now, how, how about, how about our, our next runner of the day? Spency laying on me. AFRM. Oh yeah. This is very rare. The very rare good news Friday afternoon news dump. Typically you, you get news out at four 30 on a Friday, five o'clock on a Friday. It's bad news. Nah, not this time. Good news for a firm. I All saw. Right, Spencer, yeah. give, give, give me your quick take. The, my, your my quick, quick long short take on it. My quick long short take on a firm is uh, this payments is a like a five trillion dollar business, and that's basically what what a firm is by now. Pay later, and it, the sector is on fire on fuego right now. Right, you've got the square deal with Afterpay. You've got Amazon partnering with the firm. Space is hot. Hard to fight that trend. I mean, it's hard not to be bullish the entire, the, the whole damn sector right now. Yep. My, my take on a firm similar again, guys, is ticker AFRM. We are using our trusty Benzinga Pro to check it out. Long and strong is where I'm at. And, and let, let, let's just do a little bit of back and napkin math. And, and we can we can build out the, the, the complete math in the future, but a little bit of back and napkin, okay? Uh, there, there, there's two things going on. We'll start with the numbers. A firm doing $230 million of revenue right now. Uh, we look at ticker AMZN, Amazon. What do you think the revenue is, Spencer? Guess. There's more than I would have guessed this morning when I looked at Amazon it. revenue? Quarterly. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. 100 billion. $113 billion, okay? Oh, 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 I said 100. All right. I wasn't that That was pretty that. good. $113 billion. A firm right now doing $230 million. 
so 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 again, if if you just back of napkin math it and, and you you hold the multiples constant, the revenue opportunity for a firm is absolutely massive here. Uh, item number two, we do have a catalyst in in the medium term. This is not like a one week catalyst. This is a, a one two three month catalyst. Uh, is that uh, a firm is testing its solution with Amazon right now? A select group of Amazon customers. I'm going to pull up the press release so we can all look at the same words together. Um, all righty. Amazon select customers. And in the coming months, Amazon plans to make it more broadly available to its customers. Uh, so, so we will get another press release when the full rollout happens. Right they're, they're in the testing stage right now. That's what was announced. Uh, when that full press release happens, That'll be another huge catalyst. I, I think it's likely we'll get a firm ga- guidance with that, or or if not with that press release in the next earnings report after that. Um, so again, get, given the revenue opportunity, uh, given that we're going to have that second wave of news coming in the medium term, uh, I think that there's no reason not to be long and strong a firm. I mean, like I said, the whole... 40, 47% jump. A lot of the move has already played up. There, there's no doubt about that. And this was, this was a direct listing, wasn't it? Uh, chat, I'm 90% sure it was a, I'm pretty sure it was a direct listing. And what, you know what we've seen with direct listings? Um, yes, it was a direct listing. Um, they, they've generally been weak, right? At when they go public, right? What else was a direct listing? Palantir? Uh, Palantir. Slack. I think Asana was, well, Asana is kind of the exception, but, um, uh wait, uh Spotify was a big was a big one. Look at Spotify. Um it kind of had the COVID run there. COVID kind of messed with all these charts, but um a lot of these direct listings have been weak because they have no institutional support on Wall Street. Um that being said, is it fair to ask whether the tide has turned in a firm? Yes, it is fair to ask that question now. Yes, you you are already up um whatever, thirty dollars from, from last week, right? Um, okay, check this out too, Spencer. The stock was at 140 bucks before Amazon deal. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm you're long up. and strong. I, 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 I like a firm. So, of all the I, tickers I, we talked about, we did support SPRT, we did BBIG, we did PYPL. Now we're on AFRM. Uh, AFRM I don't, I don't hate it. I, 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 I don't hate it. And I know you're not supposed to, you know, buy stocks after they run up $30 or. $25 in, in one day, whatever. Like I said, the whole space is on fire. The whole good, good one out of the chat too. Coin was a direct listing as well. Yes. They got you. pretty lucky with that timing. Right, right, right in the crypto stock boom. <laughs> Coin top ticked it. Yeah. They top ticked it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, All I'm, right. But let's ask this one about a firm, guys. Yeah. Uh, AFRM, Sp- Spencer and I both like the stock on the Amazon News. If you want to boil it down to a pu- – so where can this go wrong? I always like to do the where can this thesis go yes, wrong. Yes, I, I love that. You want to boil it down to a pure fundamental basis, the stock is really expensive. We just talked about support.com trading at 34 times sales. We said that was high. This stock is trading at 18 times sales. Again, that's pre-Amazon revenue kick. Even if Amazon doubled the revenue, the stock is still trading at nine times sales. That's more than double the S&P 500 average. So it is absolutely an expensive stock. Um, Wait, so, so, so what is the firm market cap today? It's what? Um, uh, 20-something billion. 20, 20, I think it's 26. We'll call it 26. That's, oh, that's less than what Square paid for Afterpay. Square bought Afterpay for $29 billion. And the thinking was, well, 
If Afterpay can get a huge premium, then who's to say a firm couldn't get a huge premium either? Well, I mean, it is. There's no doubt that it is. Well, now it is, sure. But that was so, all- so. So let's drop this to the chat, guys. If you like a firm ticker AFRM, give me the one in the chat. If not, give me the two. I want to see where everybody's at with this name. And then I think we have time for one more that I've seen pop up over and over and over and over again, Spencer. Yeah. And that is wish.com. We did hey. channel check. Hey, did we ever get our, our second ring or no? Yeah, so we did get our Barack Obama gold ring for $2 from wish.com. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised with, with the, the quality there, okay? Cool. Uh, and for, for anybody who's just joining us, we're going to be talking to 22nd Century in just a couple of minutes here. One minute. Uh, one minute? Are you taking that one, Spencer, or are we waiting on producer AB? Well, I think we can all take it together. Uh, okay. AB should be, should be coming in. All right. Well, that'll be fun. All right. We, we have a lot of ones. All right. So so let's recap the crowd really quick, and then we'll, we'll do one minute on Wish.com. Recapping the crowd. Uh, support.com, more haters than lovers. Vinco Ventures, more haters than lovers. IWM, that's a small cap ETF. I like that one. But again, more haters than lovers. Uh, if we look at a firm, that is the one stock that the crowd is all behind. Uh, wish.com get, getting some, so some attention in the chat today, stock is up 6% chart is still pretty ugly. In my opinion, uh, you do have a nice floor that that setting. We're looking at daily candles right now, guys. Uh, you can see, see that the stock has been more or less range bound. Um, I would imagine that this stock is only running today, Spency, because some of these other high flyers are going, uh, do you think that's fair to say? Yes, yes. I thought, uh, again, I thought this move was over. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But if GameStop and AMC have told me one thing, it's... No, me. I'm still a hater on Wish.com. I, I thought it was over. I mean, I, st- I still think it's over, but that doesn't mean it can't retire 10, 20% in a day. It's up 6% today. All um, right, but let's bring producer AB on here. Hey! A- AB, we, we, we got all the high flyers out of the way for you. <laughs> all right, well, Luke... I have, I have a brand new stock pick, but I need your insight. Uh, I need you to look at the financials for me. Maybe we'll do it. We'll do a checkup on the, oh, we can't do it tomorrow. We are a crypto conference. That's, yeah. We need to do a checkup on the NFT trade too. I know we do. I, I don't think today they're looking great, but no. let me just real quick before we get to our first guest, which I'm very excited about, but my stock pick, Luke, it's in the beverage space. Is it monster? Nope. All right, so so let's let's go through them. You got uh, Boston <laughs> beer that's ticker Sam. Wow, uh, first first one. Well, that was it. It was Sam. <laughs> usually, usually it takes <laughs> like a couple of guesses. Oh, I was about to go through all of them. I should have let I, off and, and I should have let you, but it was so it was so amazing that you got it on the very first one. Let me show you something real quick on my Benzinga Pro, um, and usually, Luke, I'm not a big analyst ratings guy. Like I don't give it that much credence in my in my trades, um, but when they agree with what I'm seeing, then I like it. So if you go to the the uh, analyst ratings and you go over to so there's there's some lowers in there which isn't what you want to see. But if you go over to price targets, 
and you see where the like you know at the mean of those price targets are and where the stock is trading at right now i think a lot of people are seeing what i'm seeing it's just that this stock is being wildly undervalued at its current share price and the reason why the stock got hammered they they make uh truly yeah th- there was a there was a report that the fad of of seltzers is, is kind of dying out which uh the stock had run up a lot on the truly sales but hear me out sam adams oktoberfest coming up big catalyst i I think we see this run back up to what come on man (laughs) i I can't tell if you're joking or not all right that that was kind of a joke catalyst i'm not joking at all about this topic (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness man all right we'll throw this one out to the chat too guys ticker sam this is almost flash out the pitch a little bit more for next week okay that that pitch needs work shout out to money mitch in the chat saying where is the likes are where are the likes? likes? Let's go, guys! Smash that like button. All right, AB. Who? who what do you have to do? See, right, uh, SWW saying October Octoberfest is already on the shelf, and guess what? SWW, they're gonna be flying off the shelf too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is almost as bad as like uh, buy gold ahead of the Olympics. Right, because that's a great that's a hey that's a great catalyst. Uh, I go out of the Olympics. Okay. All right, all right. Let's let's bring this back. Bring this back on track. AB, who do we have today? Uh, Okay, we have Jim Mish from Twenty Second Century Group. Uh, They've got some news come out today, so we're going to be able to ask the the news from the company straight from the source, Spencer. So I'm very excited about that. Let's do it. All right. Without further ado. Bringing on Jim Mish, CEO of 22nd Century Group. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Jim, I just want to start off by saying, I was going to say not every show is like this, but frankly, every show is like this. It tends to tends to go off the rails. Good afternoon. How are we doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, hopefully, you're doing well. And yeah, I was listening intently, and it's a great uh, it's a great segue into uh, 22nd century. So a lot of a lot of commonalities here from your last conversation. So. It is a natural segue. So if, yeah, as AB said, fill us in on the news directly. You know, from from your mouth, what is the news today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at our heart, you know, we are a plant biotechnology company. We uh, you know the foundation is in tobacco with uh, low nicotine. And uh, for the past year and a half or so, we've been driving the uh, hemp cannabis space as well uh, in, in many different ways. And uh, this morning, uh, we announced our entrance into the hops, uh, specialty hops market, which is uh, very exciting for us. And, uh, but I really wanted to take some time to put it into perspective as well today for, the, um, you know, for our current investor base and those, uh, those new to us. Uh, because it is a, it's an exciting new opportunity for us. Uh, we've certainly been talking behind the scenes and a lot of activity behind the scenes on it, and it's uh, very synergistic for us for a, for a number of different reasons. But uh, you know, I wanted to put it into perspective because uh, we we took uh, took a bit of a hammering again this morning for more great news, and I want to take the opportunity to talk it in terms of our entire overall company and mission and. You know, really to be crystal clear, our, our primary mission continues to be to reduce the harm caused by smoking. That's out of our low nicotine tobacco franchise, uh, period. And uh, really no one should doubt or, or test my resolve in getting that done for the company and for the investor base. Uh, this hops announcement today 
uh, is uh, really not connected to the tobacco franchise in any way. We've been sitting on the opportunity as we got together some commercial partnerships and our IP. And it doesn't really have to do with our modified risk tobacco product timing or our high confidence of that happening. It's really time to move on, time to get it out there because a lot of the IP that we were about to file uh, was uh, coming to the public domain anyway. So for us, it's a massive amount of bonus and a chance to diversify the business in many ways, both on a third plant franchise, it's extremely similar to cannabis, uh, and on a geographic basis, because we also announced a, an expansion into the European theater via the Netherlands. And as you can imagine, the Netherlands not only serves as a great host for uh, hops, but obviously we're in the cannabis space and the Netherlands is a phenomenal, fantastic place to uh, go after the European market and the global market from, from, the, uh, from the cannabis space, especially in the THC-based uh, recreational medical OTC. So for us, it's, uh, it's a bonus. Uh, it's a tremendous amount to diversify globally, uh, geographically, a new plant franchise. It's not a, a shiny new object or any kind of a distraction. And it's so synergistic with our infrastructure uh, that everything we've put into place now to serve as cannabis all the way through the R&D commercialization uh, process uh, is usable uh, in a big way for uh, hops because of the similarities of plant. So no need to invest further capital to get uh, to be successful and to execute on this. So we're really excited about it. I've been uh, chomping at the bit to get it out there. It certainly ties into the beverage space that you guys were just talking about. Uh, the market's ripe for disruption for new hop lines, not just for the basics of flavors, but the uh, you know, yields out there. Uh, there's a lot of room to grow on the on improvements of yields, improvements against disease, and uh, and uh, and so on, and also to get into uh, smart beers. Imagine the ability to modulate uh, these different components of the hop plant that can lead to better gut health uh, and uh, kind of smart beers, if you will. So we're excited about it. We're in a lot of great uh, programs that are moving forward. And happy to be here to uh, to dig into that a bit more. Jim, all that being said, what do you make of the market's reaction today? It kind of it seems like the market is saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is not your core competency. What are you guys doing?" That that that's what that's my interpretation of the price action today. I don't know if you have thoughts on on the how the market is reacting to this news. Yeah, no, I'm happy to happy to field the question because you know I, I think you have to watch witness how the company has evolved. I mean, uh, a year, year and a half ago, we were primarily uh, a, you know, kind of viewed as a, a one trick pony in the low nicotine tobacco space. Uh, and we've been moving that along very nicely. And again, our investor base uh, has a, a mission uh, as does the company. And it's all about this reduction of harm. And there are th still 1300 people a day uh, dying from smoking-related uh, illnesses and harm caused by smoking. That is our primary mission. And and quite frankly, any news that is uh, not directly tied into that you know, tends to be a, a bit of a disappointment. But I get a, want to get reassurance here that that is our continued focus and our confidence couldn't be any higher to get this done and across the finish line. So it's a part of it's not tobacco. And I think there's a concern that it's not in our core competency, as you said, but it, it, it perfectly is in our core competency. At our heart, we are competent in modulating alkaloid-based plants. Tobacco is an alkaloid-based plant. Hops cannabis is an alkaloid-based plant. It's a special type of plant. Hops and uh, cannabis are very closely related. So it's very much in our core competency. Uh, we have a, a value proposition because we have a much faster speed to market 
you know, two years versus five or seven years of development in cannabis and greater than 10 years in hops. We have a method that we have figured out to modulate these plants. So it is very much in our core competency and it's a massive market that's uh, ripe for disruption. So I, I uh, can empathize with the long-term shareholders, certainly that, um, you know, that it potentially could be viewed as a distraction around the, the primary mission. But it is far from that. We're fully focused, fully dedicated to mission number one. But at the same time, we're going to take every opportunity to play the long game here, diversify the business, and grow geographically at the same time. And we can do that with the bandwidth of focusing on tobacco, getting our MRTP authorization in place, getting our VLN uh, low nicotine uh, brand launched offshore as we're speaking, and also be fully prepared in the U.S. market. So I want to give some assurances to the to the investor base that uh, this is a it's a phenomenal piece of news here this morning and very uh, you know very synergistic. Is there a transition to go from the lower nicotine products to zero nicotine at all? Well, there's every study that's been put out there, mostly conducted uh, by you know, FDA and NIH, etc., <clears throat> clearly shows that you know, just weaning off of nicotine is extremely impossible or extremely difficult to impossible. You have to take the level down to a non-addictive level. This this 0.5 milligrams is is a magic number that uh, allows for disconnection to the nicotine addiction. That is our level of VLN, and it's the level of content in the tobacco, not the amount that you're inhaling, you know, as you're as you're smoking the combustible cigarette. So every clinical study has shown that if you want to disconnect from that nicotine addiction. Uh, the low level of 0.5 is absolutely necessary. You cannot just kind of wean your way down. That's why we've been focusing our effort on VLN. It already has that level. It's already authorized for sale in the uh, in the U.S. market by the FDA via the PMTA. So we could sell it tomorrow. Our issue is we're waiting for the marketing, the ability to put our marketing claim on there. It's that it has 95% less nicotine than standard cigarettes, and it's it'd be like marketing diet coke without being able to say the word diet so that is certainly worth the wait considering how close we believe we are to that uh, based on our connectivity to fda so there's a combination there of the low nicotine level the disconnection uh, for the uh, consumer uh, off of the ad uh, nicotine addiction and the ability to market that in the uh, in the u.s now with that said we are moving uh, quickly this quarter and next quarter to launch the product as VLN uh, offshore in uh, about a handful of international markets where we don't necessarily need that MRTP in order to make our marketing claim. So we've got a lot of activity going that has a uh, line of sight to a revenue stream as we get into uh, Q1 of, uh, of next year. Uh, Jim, you, you mentioned the MRTP application. What, what exactly is the status of that? So we've, uh, you know, with the FDA, you tend to have to triangulate information. We have a tremendous amount of contact with them at all levels. We come in from different angles, uh, legal angles, lobbying angles, et cetera, to stay connected into the whole political scene and with the, with the FDA and, you know, quite frankly, uh, their, uh, their bureaucracy that everyone is, is aware of. And look, FDA, this is a relatively new process. The MRTP is a relatively new process for the FDA. They want to make sure they get this right. A key milestone and what drives our high confidence is that we're through the scientific aspect of the, of the review. Now, that has been put to bed. 
and we have high confidence based on information that we've received that we're in this documentation phase, the creation of the dossier that FDA needs to make sure all their I's are dotted or T's are crossed. Bearing in mind, it's a fairly healthy packet of information. They want to get it right. And this will be likely the, certainly the first and likely only combustible cigarette that will ever receive an MRTP. So they want to get it right. So we know we're in the final stage, which is this dossier presentation. I'd love to be able to sit here and have the FDA say it's going to come out on this date, uh, but that's not the way they operate. But we're highly confident we're in the final stage, and it's not that uh, not that far off. In the meantime, well, can can you give us like a ball, like quarter, like a ballpark quarter, or look, it could come any day. I mean, the, all the eyes that are necessary for FDA uh, are in place. Now we've tested it out. What well is it is it associated with the new commissioner uh, coming in from Biden? And we've ruled that out as a connection. So it would not take a new commissioner to do that. Is it connected to a resource drain of uh, of a massive amount of regular cigarette or standard cigarette PMTAs that the FDA is working through? There's some connectivity to that, but uh, that may be slowing things down here in the very short term. But uh, that, you know, releases itself uh, in uh, September as FDA is under the gun to uh, get all that off their shelves by the end of uh, end of September. So that could certainly escalate things a bit. Uh, so it's it's challenging to sit there without setting. I don't want to set false expectations that it's a specific month or specific quarter. But uh, clearly uh, we're in that final stage and uh, we fully expect it, uh, you know, uh, to be a to be a short time time frame. All right, Jim Mish, the CEO of 22nd Century Corp, ticker XXII. Jim, thanks for the time today. I yeah, appreciate the questions and uh, appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. All right. All right, it is 1246 AB. We'll have Catherine Ross hop on in a couple of minutes to do a crypto update. Um, how's it going, man? How's your weekend? Oh, AB. SMH. going to have to bench AB for this. Seems to have an unstable internet connection. I'm back. I'm back. What's going? What's going on over there, dude? I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Yeah, you're you're losing. You're in the office, are you not? And you're losing the internet. It's, I am. I this this is not new. The studio has been acting up the past couple of days. My boy AT is going to get on it, and we're going to figure it out. So hopefully, we have these issues resolved. Hope so. Well, I see a lot of people in the chat, Spencer, talking about their experiences with quitting smoking and nicotine. Um, you know, it's a tough thing, but you can do it. You guys can do it. I have faith in Zinger Nation. Yeah. I I mean, I, I, I'm fortunate to have never had, I've never experienced that. So, uh, oh, I have Spencer. I can talk about it from experience. I I can't. So (laughs) anything I say should be ignored because I'm I'm not in that boat with you, but, uh, you can do it. If you're trying, you can, you, you can do it. Uh, there are some stocks being thrown out in the chat. Um, someone, oh, we have Elon Musk who's asking about Ethereum. Well, let's just hold off on that until Catherine joins us. Um, Pubmatic, P-U-B-M, just got mentioned. I saw someone mention DD. Was there news on DD while we were talking to Jim? Let me check in the pro here. Charlie, Charlie said something about DD. I saw uh, it. Uh, option sweep, nothing too crazy. Uh, okay. Um, is there news on Pubmatic today? No, there is not. Um, and sorry, Tony, uh, uh, that we didn't get a question in for Jim on Tat. Uh, d- definitely, probably one of Twenty uh, Second Century's competitors there. I've been watching Tat, Tony, since you came on and uh, pitched it. What was that back in like December? 
Uh, the stock's been up a lot. So great, great stock pick out of Tony from Toledo. Wow. Tat. Was it yeah. that, was it that long ago? Ticker T O B A F O T C. Yeah. I mean, he pitched it when it was about, I'm going to add your Benzinga pro to the stream. Yeah. I forget the exact price that uh, Tony came on and pitched it at, but All right. I think if you go back to like December, or January, this, this area. Yeah. And so it, it, it's gone up a bunch since then. So great pick from Tony out of Toledo end of December. Um, yeah, I actually remember that. That was, that was my first time up in the office when Tony pitched it originally. Tony from Toledo. Nice job. All right, AB. Should we bring, right. uh, Let's do it. Should we bring Catherine Ross on? Let's do it. Talk some crypto. Let's do it. There she is. Hi. Catherine, how, how's your internet connection? Good? Um, Hopefully good. Hopefully better, good. Better than Aaron's, we hope. Hopefully. I am here to disappoint you again, Spencer. This is my my motto. <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, to make you feel bad. <laughs> what, 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 what do you have to, to, to disappoint me with? This is what you said last Friday, right? So I'm here to make you feel bad. And yeah, I, I think, I think you know, I'm getting used to that. Yeah. What, 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 how, are you, how are you going to dis- disappoint me? That was my question. Well, I do have a couple of headlines, not headlines, but like market analysis um, that might make you feel bad because, you know, people are making money on them and you probably not. Okay, I'll stop. (laughs) I I just want to say, Catherine, keep on going, but uh, I have a a phone call at one. I need to prep for that. So you too? Yes, are you going to leave me hanging? All right, fine. I'll stay. I'll stay. I, I, oh, my God. I, do have a, I do have a meeting at one, but okay, okay, fine. Tell okay, me, so all right, just tell, yeah. tell me who said what. Just Well, it's not who said what. It's about more about the altcoin season, right? So altcoin season is, uh, is a period in the crypto markets where uh, – all the other cryptocurrencies, not Bitcoin, out outperform Bitcoin, right? So in terms of percentage, they grow higher than Bitcoin is moving, right? And this is something that I have been uh, seeing over the past couple of weeks. Honestly, could you please uh, show us the heat map? Because what were you going to see? Uh, it's not something good. Let me get it on Friday, we actually saw something much more positive on Friday. Um, but I want to talk... Yeah, so there's yeah, Solana is one of the top performance performer, and I, I've I think- been seeing so. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I've been seeing so much buzz about Solana in the last like yes last week. Yes, and that is well deserved because Solana uh, is a proof of history protocol, which is much faster. I think thousands, thousands, thousands of times faster than Ethereum. And as I've mentioned before, it has actually performed a lot better and much more transactions in a, uh, over the past couple of months than Ethereum uh, did uh, in the entire history. So Solana crossed the $100 uh, milestone. Right. So uh, let, me, let me just look at that. And it, it is now the eighth cryptocurrency according to coin market cap it has gained 14 almost 15 percent over the past um uh, 24 hours and almost 50 percent in price over the past week which is crazy right so salama is very popular right now and yeah i think it's gonna i think this is my personal you know what, you know what? I, Catherine, should i just go right now should i just go right now and buy some 
Uh, okay, I, I thought you were going to show the disclaimer, but you're going to buy it. Okay. No, Solana's already, it's already been up so much like the past two weeks, right, Spencer? Oh, that's what they said about Bitcoin at, at, at 500. You got a point there. That's what they said about <laughs> Apple at, you know, 30 well, bucks a share, too. Yeah, <sighs> but it's all time high right now. We have never seen. All right, a- all right, all right. All right. I'm, not, I'm not going to do it now because I, I have to. I'd have to. I have no cash in my in my Coinbase account, so. I, right, 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 right. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly why. Yeah. No, I'd have to transfer money in there, right? I can't just buy something with with nothing. Uh-huh, so. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So let me talk about the the crypto community that has outperformed every everybody <laughs> everything in the crypto market over the past week and today as well. This is CeeLo, right? And I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna share the link in the chat with you guys because no one is looking at our dog, but it doesn't matter because we're, we're still gonna do it. <laughs> so the link is in the chat. This particular cryptocurrency is actually not bad. Again, do we have a disclaimer that this is not uh investment advice and that's Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So um, Celo is a blockchain uh, or Celo. Yeah, I think it's Celo is a blockchain uh, ecosystem focused on increasing cryptocurrency adoption among smartphone users. So by using phone number as a public key, uh, it helps to introduce the world's billions of smartphone owners, including those without banking access to transacting uh, and cryptocurrency. What I was impressed with regarding this particular project is the team behind it, right? So I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to tell you right away. So it was originally founded by a team comprised of people from MIT, Stanford, Google, Square, Circle, Visa, GoDaddy, World Bank, Federal Reserve Bank, Harvard University, University of uh, Pennsylvania Law School, Cambridge University, U.S. Department of Justice, Bank of America, Capital okay, One. Okay, so we get it. They have a lot of people with, with experience in, in banking. Yes, but they, they also have a charitable foundation, which is okay. uh, this is my favorite part. Yes. So and the, like if you look at it, right. So let me just go back to the chart. If you look at it, it's actually also uh, it, the it is at eight dollars right now, 17 cents. And it is the highest price ever uh, you're using. Are you guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you look at the uh, year to date or all time kind of chart, right? So this is the highest ever price. And yeah, and it's like interest. I think this is what um, interests me the most. Like it, it went up over the past, I think, week or maybe two weeks, just up like that. Yeah. And it's like uh, over the past. Do you know why? Do you have any, any idea why it's up? Uh, I've uh, again, like I, I'm checking uh, the Twitter all over, and no, no major announcements. I think this is because we're uh, we're in an altcoin season. Well, and someone said it; they, they got listed on on Coinbase. It was a surprise listing on Coinbase. Hmm, let me just double check Coinbase. See, listing. If someone said that this is a uh, this might be true. I don't, I don't know if it's true. I'm just that's just what, what it looks uh, like. I don't see anything like that. So no. I think it has been listed uh, for a while now. So, yeah, um, this is uh, Spencer. This is something that you might look into, like eight dollars, right? Solana is one hundred. Solo uh, is uh, eight dollars. I'm, I'm currently staring at my Coinbase uh, account right now, trying to decide if I want to actually hit the buy button. What do you, okay. Spencer? Do you only have Ethereum in your Coinbase right uh, now? I have Bitcoin too. Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. 
What about Doge? I, I think you said that you have it. No, 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 no. I don't have okay. it. Okay. And just an interesting fact. So it's up by 90% already because I'm looking at, at, at the chart. So 90% over the past 24 hours and 160% over the past uh, seven days, right? I also know that Aaron uh, holds Luna and I think Luna has been doing pretty well. But I do have a very interesting headline for you guys uh, before we go offline or before Spencer and I are going to head out to different calls. Um, yeah. And before I do, I'm very interested. Um, yeah, in, uh, I just bought it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, wait, Solana or. Solana? No, no, no. no. Uh, uh, yeah. Solana, $500. Nothing, nothing crazy. Thank Whoa. you for letting us know, but this is the millionaire we're going to talk about in a while, probably. So yeah, uh, before I'm going to, you know, talk to you guys about one important headline or maybe ridiculous. I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm interested in, in have you guys who's watching us, have you ever bought NFTs? Uh, if yes or no, like why? Okay. Let us know in the chat because this is something I'm interested in personally. Uh, yeah, this is the conversation that I, I can talk about for a while. But the headline that I am most interested in is john paulson a famous billionaire investor said that uh cryptocurrency is the worst i mean we've heard right. okay. john john paulson let me just say can i say something about john paulson real fast okay if you don't know who john paulson is uh john paulson nailed the financial crisis he made a yes. lot he nailed that he called the housing bubble yeah he was, he was right and he made a, a more money than i'll ever make okay that all being said, he's basically been wrong since then. About everything else. Everything right? else since then, he's been wrong. Okay. So, uh, so it sounds like he's a main character, at, you know, on a billionaire or billions kind of TV series produced by Aaron Sorkin. But never mind. He said that crypto is a worthless bubble uh, in the history and no one should ever, ever invest in that. Obviously, it's going to explode in his opinion. And because it has no intrinsic value, nothing at all, uh, we should all invest in gold. Yeah, because he, no. you know, he is expecting inflation to sort of come uh, and I mean, to begin, uh, this is something that we have been talking about uh, regarding the stock market and everything else. So inflation is something that we might see in the nearest future. So he uh, he hopes that gold will have help investors to go through that because uh, he feels like everybody's going to be uh, interested in something that has more value, something like commodities. Metal. All right, John Paulson, thank you for your time. Uh, uh, I don't care. Uh, he's richer than I am. Props to him. He called, he called the uh, housing bubble, but but no, sorry. Oh. Catherine Ross is Benzinga's crypto editor, and we yep. thank you for her time. Thanks a lot, Catherine. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much. And don't forget to join us tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, Ooh. Crypto Festival, two Ooh. days, <laughs> nine to five, right here. Yeah. Right here. Right here. We're going to have fun. But thank you for having me today. All right. See you, Catherine. And I got to wrap it up here. It's 1 o'clock. I got a phone call that I'm already late for. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, 
Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.